Welcome to the September Pensions Podcast from the Stevenson Harwood Pensions Law Team. You can subscribe and listen on iTunes and Stitcher or by visiting our Pensions Hub at www.pensionshub.com. I'm Graham Wrightson, a partner in the Pensions Team, and I have with me Mark Catchpole, a consultant in our team. Today, the topics we're going to look at concern upcoming and proposed changes to pension scheme regulation and requirements. So, Mark, over to you for the first topic. Thanks, Graham. Um, There are a number of new obligations that are coming into force with effect from 1st October 2021. The first of these is the new criminal offences and civil enforcement powers, the regulator, which will affect those involved with defined benefit pension schemes. The regulator has been granted extended powers under the Pension Schemes Act 2021. These include the creation of new offences in respect of defined benefit schemes for the avoidance of an employer debt, conduct risking accrued scheme benefits, and a failure to comply with a contribution notice. There is some concern in the industry that the new extended powers will see sponsors of defined benefit schemes become nervous of distributing large dividends or providing generous executive remuneration in case it is viewed as value leakage. The second change also affects defined benefit schemes and is the requirement for an implementation statement to be published on a website by 30th September 2021. This statement needs to set out 1. How the trustees of the scheme have followed and acted upon the stewardship policy in their statement of investment principles and 2. Their voting behaviours. The third change will currently have an impact on occupational pension schemes with net assets exceeding £5 billion, authorised master trusts and authorised collective money purchase schemes. From the 1st of October 2021, these schemes will have to comply with governance and disclosure obligations in line with the 11 recommendations of the Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosures. The list of schemes affected will be increased from the 1st of October 2022. Over to you, Graham. Thanks, Mark. Our next topic considers a proposed extension of the Notifiable Events Framework, which will, if and when implemented, affect sponsors with defined benefit pension schemes. The Notifiable Events Regime requires certain defined benefit sponsor or scheme-related events to be notified to the regulator. It essentially works as an early warning system, allowing the regulator to monitor and react to any events that could threaten the funding position of the scheme. As part of the recent drive to increase the powers of the regulator, draft regulations extending the Notifiable Events Regime have been published for consultation. These draft regulations amend the regime by extending the events that need to be notified, the time period over which notification is required, and the amount of information to be communicated to the regulator. Two new events would need to be notified. The first is a decision in principle by an employer to sell a material proportion of its business or assets. A material proportion of the business or assets is currently defined as one that accounts for more than 25% of the employer's annual revenue or gross value of its assets. This will be assessed together with any other sales decided upon within the previous 12 months. The second is a decision in principle by an employer to grant or extend certain security over its assets, which will then rank above the pension scheme on an insolvency. The new notifiable events also bring forward the time from when certain notification obligations apply. The new events are triggered once a decision in principle is reached. This is defined as the stage before any negotiations have even been entered into, 
and provides a regulator with an early warning compared to current notifiable events. The draft regulations also provide for notices and accompanying statements to be provided in respect to the two new notifiable events I've just mentioned, as well as in respect of the current notifiable event where a parent company decides to relinquish control over the sponsor of a defined benefit pension scheme. The requirements of the statements to be given include the event and where relevant the main terms proposed, the adverse effects on the pension scheme, the adverse effects of the event on the employer's ability to meet its legal obligations to support the scheme, any steps taken to mitigate those adverse effects and any communication with the trustees of the eligible scheme about the event. The consultation closes on 27 October this year, after which time we can expect to see the regulations finalised. The area is something that sponsors of defined benefit pension schemes should certainly keep in mind as they'll need to be aware of this new extended regime before undertaking any corporate transactions. And then Mark, over to you for the final topic. Thanks, Graham. For our final topic, we consider upcoming changes for those involved with defined contribution schemes. The government has confirmed that it will move forward with new regulations that will come into force on 1st October 2021. These regulations will, amongst other things, seek to encourage the consolidation of smaller defined contribution schemes. This will be done by requiring trustees or managers of schemes with assets of less than £100 million and that have been operating for at least three years to undertake an annual value for members assessment. This will require the scheme to be compared against at least three large schemes with regards to certain quality and cost criteria. This assessment will need to be reported on in the annual report and in the annual return. If the scheme is found not to offer good value for members, the trustees must state what steps they are going to take as a result. The first value for members assessment will need to be undertaken in the report on the first scheme year that ends after 31st December 2021. In addition, trustees of relevant schemes will need to state in their annual chair's statement the investment returns net of costs and charges for default arrangements on self-selected funds. Statutory guidance on these requirements will also come into effect on 1st October 2021. Over to you, Graham. Well, that's all for this month's podcast. Um, Further detail can be found in the September snapshot, which is available on our Pensions Hub again at www.pensionshub.com. You can listen to this podcast again and subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitcher or on the Pensions Hub. Thanks very much for listening. (laughs) 